Uh, thanks again for those of you who shared tonight, and thank you again for the gifts that you gave for Feed My Starving Children and the local food shelf. That is much appreciated, and I know that God will expand that for his glory. So thank you. Uh, tonight, I'm going to be preaching, preaching, um, sharing just uh, briefly with you about Thanksgiving. Um, as I do that, um, you're not going to hear anything revolutionary tonight. You're not going to hear anything that you're like, whoa, that's, I never heard that before. Um, we're going to dig into God's word, and the goal of this time is that God would use this to uh, challenge your heart and renew a fresh spirit within you in regards to what his word says about being thankful. So that's my prayer for us tonight. If you would just join me in prayer, and then I'll jump right in. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, once again, we are so thankful. Thankful to be here. We're thankful you're here with us. We're thankful for what you've done for us. We're also thankful for the things you have not done for us, for our good. God, we thank you for the people that shared tonight. We thank you for their heart and their boldness to be vulnerable with us and just share what's going on in their lives. God, would you bless them? For those who didn't share but have things going on in their heart that they really want to reach out to you, Father, with, just draw near to them, let them know uh, that you are near to them, and would you bring people around them to encourage them. Be with me as I share uh, this brief uh, talk, and be glorified through this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I thought I better um, at least take the opportunity to share a couple things I'm thankful for tonight. I appreciate Mark over here sharing for his 40-year um, salvation story. Uh, my, you know, my story is kind of similar. Um, as I was doing this process, I was reminded that it was 20 years ago in November here where God started really messing with me. He started going after me. He started saying, I have different plans for you. I was a young man that didn't know where I was going, didn't have any purpose, and I was looking for acceptance in all the areas separate from God. And it was at the end of October of 97 that he said, I want you, I have a different plan for you. And it was over those months, in, starting in November, where I, started, where I opened my Bible and started reading a Bible I'd gotten with confirmation when I was in middle school. Started actually spending time in the Word and praying. And it was uh, within a couple months of that experience that I recommitted my life to Christ and started living an active life for Him. And it was at that time that God brought purpose into my life, showing me that I was accepted by Him, not these other things, showing me that I was secure in him and that I was significant. He had a purpose for me. The following November, I was in a situation where um, I was living out my faith actively as I went to college. Um, and God um, has blessed me significantly since those days where he said, come to me. And I said, okay. And so that's a, that's a praise that I have tonight as I thought of um, Thanksgiving in this significant um, November month. I also wanted to uh, praise God for the family I grew up in, uh, specifically my uh, younger sister, Kristen, a year younger than me, played a significant role as an example for Christ in my life while she was in high school and I was pursuing everything else. We butted heads really hard. After high school, she continued to be consistent in her faith and that drew me in this process to me coming to Christ. It's her birthday today, so I wanted to give her a shout out uh, for, 
being, a, being used by God. And uh, so I thank you for letting me share those things with you before I, I dig in here. Um, tonight's message is from um, Psalms, Psalm 95, verses 1 through 7. If you've got a Bible, open it up. If you don't, there's some in the seat uh, in front of you, hopefully, that you can dig into. And just follow along with me as I read this. I'll give you another second here to, to grab it. Psalm 95, verse 1 through 7. All right. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. Let the, for the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. As I prepared this message and read through this passage multiple times, this was a passage I actually inherited from Rick. Um, he had already set it up, and now I got the opportunity to say, I'll take it. Um, and it really, I was privileged that uh, I had the opportunity so that Jason could get the week with his family. That Ken, I really appreciate Ken as well taking Sunday for him so he could have a week before he jumps in and dives in. But I wrestled with different angles to focus on, but as you followed along with me and read, you'll see that there wasn't anything really coming at you other than what it really said here. All right, it was pretty straightforward. We are invited to worship our God, and he is worthy of our worship. So, we're going to dig into that here. The psalmist calls us as a group of believers and individuals to come and worship our God. Five times in that passage, he states, come let us, or let us, or let us come. He, the psalmist isn't being passive in saying this. It isn't some coincidence that this is being stated multiple times. What he's trying to say is, get in here. You don't want to miss this. God is worthy of our praise. Now is the time. Get in here. Um, the Bible, it's, it's really interesting that he's, he's just overwhelmingly just saying, come and come and let's get, this over, let's get this praise going on. The Bible gives us many examples of how to praise and give thanks to God. In this passage, it's emphasizing two, and this is one of them. This passage starts with a heavy emphasis on expression, expressive verbal praise. As we read, and as you read, if you follow along again, you can find it. It says, sing for joy, shout aloud, come before him with thanksgiving, extol or praise him with music and song. As I read these verses, I get the picture of us worshiping God like we are responding to our favorite musical group on a stage at a concert. They show up on the stage and we like, rise to our feet, and we're excited, we're pumped, we're clapping. I thought of, you know, the buzzer beater shot in a basketball game or somebody scoring the touchdown to win the championship, how people just kind of jump out of their seats with excitement and give 
their praise, quote-unquote, or their cheers to these individuals or this experience. And that is what this passage is telling us we should be doing when it comes to praising our Father in heaven, when we're praising God. We're called to jump to our feet in excitement, and God is worthy of that type of praise. And I think for many of us, we do that in our heart, but man, we got to, you know, it's basically saying just get up and let's go after it. And it's exciting. And what he's saying is worshiping him is exciting, and praising God is totally worth it. The psalmist then goes on to state in verse 6 that along with exciting, victorious worship, God is worthy of our humble, reverent worship and praise. I appreciate that in this passage that is included because in this day and age, worship can get put kind of in a box of musical expression. But God is also desiring our quiet, humble worship, where our worship is maybe less expressive in a physical way, but we are at peace spending time in his presence. God wants us to be still before him as well as actively, verbally praising him. It's as valuable to him that we go to our knee, we bow our head and say, God, I'm not worthy. You have done so much for me. But why? Why should we sing with joy, shout aloud, kneel in humility, and give him praise? Well, you guys gave us some good examples earlier, but let me tell you some more. Because he is worthy and he deserves it. This is seen, this is seen as uh, you examine your personal life and as I examine mine. As we look around and see his glory expressed in creation and in time itself, from the detail of a microscopic cell or the intricate wonder of a baby developing day by day, moment by moment, the order and the expanse of the cosmos, how everything fits perfectly, to the wonder of God's transforming selfish, broken, sinful lives like mine into selfless, restored, and forgiven lives that are producing fruit for his glory. He is worthy of praise. And in addition, we see in this psalm, the psalmist is declaring that God, he is our, the rock of our salvation. He's the Lord, the great king above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth. The mountain peaks and the sea are his, as well as the dry ground. He created it all. And may I add, he is still on the throne as sovereign king above what is taking place in our world today. Above earthly authority, he's above the storms, he's above the wars, he's above our suffering. He knows the outcome and uses all for his glory and for our good. He is worthy of our praise, and we praise him because he is that great God, sovereign over time and creation, as well as a personal God that loves us every detail of us. We see in Psalm 139, we were knit together perfectly, perfectly, for a purpose. He has a plan for each one of us. He loves us. He goes on, the psalmist goes on to verse 7, where he states, For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. 
He is worthy of our praise because he is the good shepherd. We get a pretty good description of our shepherd as Jesus describes himself in the book of John chapter 10. And you can feel free to turn over there or at least jot it down as a place to go later when you get home. I'm not going to read the whole thing for you, but I am going to point out a couple of the details about the Good Shepherd to each one of us tonight. He calls his sheep by name and he leads them out. This means that he knows you and he goes before you. He leads, he guides. The Good Shepherd, he is there And because he is there, the sheep, or us, go in and out and find pasture. Which means, we, because of God being our good shepherd, we have all that we need. He protects us. We have life to the full. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He gave us everything. By Jesus dying on the cross, we have the ability to be forgiven have new life, and have eternity with him. And I should add that these promises are for today, not some distant future or when you get to heaven. Those things are reality for you today if you're a believer in Jesus. And not only these things listed in John 10, but we see in Luke 15 that when we stray, he won't stop pursuing us and he rejoices when we are found. So why should we come before him with praise and thanksgiving in full-hearted worship? Because there is so much to give him praise and thanksgiving for. As I close my hour-long talk, as I close my talk, let me remind you and let us in our hearts know that we need to give him the joyful praise and reverence that he is due. And I encourage you to go home and over the next couple days, make a list of all the reasons you are thankful. Do that individually or do it as a family Thanksgiving activity and then take the time to praise him for what he's done. And along with singing out and bowing before him, let's live for him. Jesus said in John 10, 27, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Join me as I pray. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for your word. We are so, so thankful that we can trust it, and we can know you because of it. We are thankful that we get a clear picture of who you are as the creator as the lover of our lives, that you care about the smallest detail to the largest cosmos. We are so thankful that you care about us enough to be our shepherd, a bunch of lousy sheep that all we want to do is roam around and get into trouble and escape. But God, you're there with us, and we hear your voice, and you keep us safe and you provide. And Father, we thank you so much for that. God, we are blessed because of what you've done And we are saved because of your salvation. And we give you the praise for that tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.